0: Thank <laughs> you. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's a video game radio show with me, Steve Curran.
1: And me, Simon Byron. Slickly done,
0: Simon. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you?
0: I am okay. Solid 7 out of 10. I think I've got a cold coming, but I'm going to and over it. No, I know, I know. But it's it's one I think I've caught from my daughter, so I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's a child-sized cold, and you know, with right. all... All my experience of colds over the last few decades, uh, I, don't, I don't think there should be any problem at all for me.
1: Stay away from kids. Oh, they're, they're disgusting. <laughs> Mine got um, sent home from uh, nursery on Thursday through uh, suspected chicken pox. Oh, no. Well, um, turns out... Well, I, In this day and age, it's difficult to get an appointment, isn't it? I had to send some photos to the doctor who said that... Um, uh he wasn't convinced it was chicken pox. And that's how we've left that's how we've left it. That's how we've left it. I mean, like I could do that job.
0: Not convinced, mate. But you know,
1: yeah, well I mean it could be, but I'm not convinced you know, but it might not. I could probably I mean I could actually do that job, couldn't I? It's been a big week for me. I've jacked my job in. Congratulations. Job
0: Congratulations. In. Thanks. That's exciting. Thanks. Man of leisure. Yeah. Well,
1: exactly. This is my only commitment at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? How much are you
0: paying me? Uh, um, yeah, quite well, your day I, rate.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, well, I've been trying to think about that. Um, yeah, no, it's strange. I've been. Uh, I think I so I, th- I think I started work when I was seventeen, um, and I've gone from job to job. Uh, so this is the first time I don't have a job. I don't know what. What do I do tomorrow, Steve? <laughs> what do I do?
0: Well, oh. Simon, uh, in my experience, you sit. You look out the window seasons pass right (laughs) that's it
1: that's that's my job is it uh
0: pretty much so you were you were telling me before we started the show today you 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 said look at this Mm. what was i meant to look at your relaxed face now you're not employed well. I mean, so so the truth
1: is, is I I am actually still being paid until Wednesday. I'm on (laughs) holiday on Tuesday, (laughs) Wednesday. So I'm not super stressed yet. Thursday, though, (laughs) when when, when I fall off the cliff edge financially, (laughs) that's when we need to panic. But prior to then, so I have been earning. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, last week, um, and forgive me, because I didn't send you a message. Happy Amazon Prime Day. Um, Did you have a nice time with the family round?
0: (laughs) Did you gather around a monitor, looking at? uh, (laughs) uh, Well, is it okay to use Amazon? I mean, I know there've been various reasons it's not okay for many years, but specifically the last couple of weeks, it's broken that they spend their time doing two things, as I understand it. One of them is selling you cheap stuff, and the other one is smashing all that stuff up in warehouses. That's according I to could the do news. Those. I could do both those jobs. <laughs> you should write to them. <laughs> Got time on your hands.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, um, you know, obviously there are concerns, but equally, you know, it was Amazon Prime Day, wasn't it? A two-day celebration. Um,
0: yeah, because that's what a artists- day is. A day is two days.
1: <laughs> well, um, some artists did a special Amazon Prime show, didn't they? Um, I've forgotten the, the names of Billie Eilish. She did one, did a concert. I didn't watch it. Um Anyway, it was rubbish. I didn't. I didn't get any uh, mega bargains, but I did. You know, thinking about. You know the fact I haven't got a job and that I might need to do some interviews and stuff is that I've I have the one thing I did I have a little bit of desperation I will admit was I bought a new webcam so you not noticed <laughs> that it's that it's high def I thought I could I could start on OnlyFans
0: maybe <laughs> <laughs> new income stream maybe that's yeah, why, so, why, why you know I said you were looking relaxed and I thought it was well I thought it was that you weren't employed anymore but actually it's just the glow. Of new technology, what I am.
1: well, or what you're noticing in my in my eye, my sparkly eyes it isn't sparkly eyes. It's the ring lights you're seeing <laughs> reflecting. <can> see that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you not noticed I've got a more consistent complexion? I can see that little that little <laughs> white circle reflected yeah. in your glasses.
1: I just want you know, I want my uh, OnlyFans attendees. I don't know what you call them. I just want them to have you know a uh, a consistent complexion to look at. And the fact that I can now stare at the main screen in the shed, whereas previously I was off to the left, you'll have noticed the windows. You've you've, you've commented on the mm. garden before. You can't see that now. No, I can see a on TV. The main and, monitor.
0: and I can see There's all kinds point. of certificates in the background, which will stand you in good stead when you're <laughs> doing interviews with Amazon exactly. Prime. Uh, one says on my, you are I, a Metal Gear swim Solid 2. I
1: my pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> One says what?
0: One says Metal Gear Solid Two on yeah. it. One says Metal Gear yeah. Solid Three. Uh, That's
1: on the floor. That that hasn't gone up yet.
0: Okay, what's it's not the...
1: certificate? That's art.
0: Okay, my apologies. What's the one to the right over your over your left shoulder? There. Yeah.
1: That's is nineteen sixty seven League Cup final. Uh, Steve, you, you the, won the QPR that one. Congratulations. Yeah, I did win that. Yeah. Fantastic. And then up there, you can see my signed muscle museum. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's you know I'd be, maybe I could
0: host tours of the shed. For money, <laughs> what a list of achievements! Yeah. All right, have you uh, have you done any? Um, you know, now we're now you, now one life left is your only job. Uh, mm. Have you done any research for the news today?
1: I've uh, I've emailed myself three links. Does that constitute work
0: these days? Certainly counts. I've pulled out four stories, so we'll see how many of those I decide we should we should drop over the course of the next quarter of an hour. It's time for the news. Simon, do you want to go first?
1: Okay. Uh, So from Eurogamer on the 22nd of June, five days ago, uh, Tom Phillips writes, Blue Box Game Studios, the indie developer at the heart of a bizarre internet conspiracy involving Hideo Kojima, has once again denied it has any involvement with the Metal Gear Solid maker. In a video message posted this morning, director Hassan... Karaman Cara- faced the camera to pass on a message Blue Box has now stated repeatedly. It is not involved with Kojima, and it is not working on a new Silent Hill game. If this all sounds familiar, that's because Blue Box said as much back in April, and again last week on Twitter, and now again today. Uh, why is Blue Box still having to state this? Well, on the one hand, there's no control of in the internet's love of a good con- Kojima conspiracy theory. After all, Blue Box denying this is surely just proof of the conspiracy. Uh, it goes on to, to run through this. Now, Steve, you heard of
0: this? So I heard of it last week, uh, just before the denials. And actually, I was going to include it in one of uh, the news stories last week. But then just before we went to air, um, it, it broke in another news story. Oh, it's definitely not Silent Hills because they've said it's not. It's no way Silent Hills. I did enjoy all the conjecture, though, um, Based around, well, for a start, what's that dude's name?
1: His name is Hassan Karaman.
0: What's his uh, initials? HK. What's the dude in charge of Metal Gear and uh, Silent Hill? Hideo Kojima. Initials? HK. Case closed. Well,
1: no, keep it open just for one more (laughs) moment. Because uh, I'm reading the thread from Rolmuk, uh, mm. which started on June the 17th. Um, now the other thing is that uh, if you type the hide- if you type the word Hideo into Google Translate and translate it from Japanese to Turkish, it says
0: Karaman. Perfect. Also, apparently, if you pause uh, the trailer for their game at the right place, the initials PT are on a wall. Mm. Apparently Hideo kojima um tweeted well, this is no apparently because I've seen the tweet. he <laughs> tweeted some book titles which involved silent and hills and there's another social media video with him holding a blue box
1: shut up mm mm-hmm. Um so uh, in the Ro thread they've uh, they've pulled together some some additional theories on Hassan Karaman um I, I i'm you know undoubtedly pronouncing that all wrong now um his uh, profile on um the playstation network is verified he's got a verified playstation account and um somebody uh, looked at his profile and saw that he'd been playing a game called demon blood which doesn't exist so that was his activity on the playstation store um the other things that they so they they've they clearly got a close relationship with PlayStation in that they suggested that they were creating a PlayStation 5 app which would um enable you to experience all trailers and gameplay reveals with images rendered real time by the PS5 hardware with the abandoned real time trailers PS5 app Game Hub now, now live on PS5. No other studio has done that.
0: Well, that's not the true, other, is it? The only other time it it's been done. Oh sorry was Konami with uh, Silent Hills.
1: Now, people have dug a little deeper into the history of Blue Box Studios, and they're definitely a game developer because they have published uh, two Android games, uh, both of which um, were published on the Google Play Store, uh, were downloaded exactly five times, and then deleted.
0: Exactly five that. Okay. Um, Is that where
1: they've got their millions from in order to work on this PS5 game?
0: How many letters in Hideo Kojima's first name? What? Five. So, um, I, the, the, my favourite bit of <laughs> internet investigation came um, was concerning uh, Jeff Keeley, friend of the show. Yeah. Well, it's certainly been mentioned on the show before. I'm not sure he'd be a friend <laughs> if he actually listened. Um, or indeed is a friend in any other respect. He uh, I saw a thread on the internet I can't remember where it was, where he was He was trying to quieten down these rumours. He was like lads, I don't think it's what you expect. I really don't. Uh, and in order to, uh, to sort of back this up, he posted a Response. Uh, he he posted a DM he'd received from Hassan saying, okay. "You know, is it all right if I can we launch uh, launch our game on the Game Awards?" And he'd he'd written back, uh, "Or you know, like, no no problem, lads or whatever." But he posted a screenshot of this tweet, and everyone was like, "Jeff, why are you screenshotting tweets from random game developers? Do you do this all the time?" Is this like standard behaviour? Why would you have done this? He had no answer. Mm. No answer at all. Interesting. Mm.
1: I don't know. It's um, it's fun to be caught up in this sort of conspiracy mm. theory, isn't it? And, you know, Hideo Kojima certainly has form. I hope that there is more to it uh, and that some of this salute thing is justified because uh, often when you spot something like this, it's it's disappointing when... The fan conspiracies are so much better than the reality. <laughs> um, I remember the first series of Doctor Who's return with the Bad Wolf stuff, and that was incredibly exciting. Some of the theories which were all obvious, Steve. Like we never did see Christopher Eckerson regenerate, did we? So how did we know that he was that, that he actually had done, and that he actually <laughs> that he was a bad man? Uh, you know who who's afraid of the Bad Wolf? Doctor Who? it's, it's him. <laughs> He's the master. And of course, he didn't turn out to be
0: that. But that's the problem, isn't it? You've, you've got, uh, you know, a few smart people running a studio or running a show like Doctor Who. And they have some great ideas, I'm sure. And they've crafted these things. But what they're up against is the hive mind of, you know, hundreds of thousands of other people. And those people individually present company accepted, may not be as smart as those showrunners. But collectively, just through the weight of numbers, it is likely that one of them, or maybe a dozen of them, will have better ideas than are actually in the show. Even us. And so those are the ideas that go out into the community and someone goes, oh, you've got it. That's absolutely right. And meanwhile, the people who are the actual creators are going, oh my god, that's much better than what we've got. We're in trouble now. Mm -hmm. So you can do one thing. You can Deny it. And then, meanwhile, you've probably got your social media person who's rolling with the punches of it, because that's what you've got to do with social media, go, hey, lads, suddenly we've got loads of engagement so we can fuel it a bit. And you hope at the end of it that doesn't come round and bite you in the ass because you've let down 100,000 people. I don't know. I'm with you, Simon. I think it probably isn't going to be this. uh, And it probably is going to be something slightly exciting but not as exciting as the thing that everybody wants, which is the PT demo to actually result in an actual game. All right, shall I do a new story? Do do. VRChat scoops up $80 million in funding uh, with help from Anthos Capital. This is from Sutra, uh, written by Bryant Francis, an actual friend of the show. Uh First para, as usual, says the headline. Second para, per a press release, the company says it intends to build on the services currently used by over 40,000 concurrent users. The $80 million will be used to expedite development of a creator economy. So what that says to me is VR Chat is another thing that hopes to become the metaverse.
1: Are you excited by that, could, Simon? Well, well, just at the mention of money, I, I could do that. <laughs> I, I'm definitely available definitely available to work for them in VR.
0: Have you ever used VR chat?
1: No, I haven't. Dexter has. Um, of course he has. Yeah. Uh and he uses it under my account as well, so n- no doubt I will be banned for something. Um no, but that's you know, that's exciting, isn't it? I at some point this is gonna have to have to take off. Maybe that will be after my custom lenses arrive for my Oculus Quest, which I ordered this week.
0: Are those for your uh for your failing They're for eyesight? My eyes? They're for my eyes, okay. yeah. Okay, so built-in glasses I mean, again, for Oculus.
1: Yeah, what I've decided to do is spend money while I'm being paid before Very I run clever. out of it.
0: Very clever. Yeah, so,
1: so I spent
0: seventy dollars. You, c- you could probably claim that back against the company you're about to leave. Oh yeah. You need it for the work that you're gonna do on holiday this week. Right.
1: Um, yeah, so I've got them coming and then, yeah, that'll make it easy for me because I have to say, uh, the Oculus Quest 2, as much as I like it, it's got slightly less room within the headset itself and my glasses get, get caught. Plus I've got varifocals. This is an interesting chat for all the kids. (laughs) I've got varifocal glasses, which, um, as I, you know, when I, when, when you look down, they're supposed to, there are different, uh, grades so you can read things closer up. And then as you look up, your eyes focus on things that are further away, which is fine. Uh, But not in VR. Ah, okay. Uh, So often bits of it's quite blurry, which is what I've been blaming my inadequate performance on uh, rhythm, uh, on smash drums, (laughs) uh, which I've I've been playing this week. I used to be a drummer, uh, and I'm finding that quite difficult. But there we go. Um, But yeah, once I've got those, I'll pop in, and I'll look even more handsome when I won't have to wear glasses, won't I, in VR?
0: I wonder if it was Dexter who, the first time I used VR chat, sidled up to me. Uh, and then put their hands all the way through my face. (laughs) Deliberately, from behind, so I could see their hands emerging. Ooh, that must have hurt. It didn't, but it did make me feel funny. Mm. All right, next news story, your turn.
1: Well, then, uh, this is fun. I I have to say, again, I struggled uh, for news this week. I had to go via Reddit uh, to find a variety of news stories because the usual suspects... Uh, Didn't have a good week, I'd say. Um, And therefore, we have um, a rare appearance from Polygon. Samit Sarka wrote on June the 24th, Windows 11, the next version of Microsoft's, Microsoft's operating system, will offer a number of features targeted towards PC gamers, led by Xbox Game Pass, directly within Windows' new Xbox app, Microsoft announced Thursday. Presenting Windows 11 as the best Windows ever for gaming, Sarah Bond, Xbox Corporate Vice President for Game Creator Experience and Ecosystem, I mean, there's a job I'm not, I mean, I don't (laughs) even know what that job, yeah, I'm not sure I could do that job, um, appeared on Microsoft's live stream to announce that Xbox Game Pass will be built right into Windows 11. Microsoft has been testing this functionality for many months with a redesigned Xbox app for Windows 10, but clips of the Windows 11 version that Bond showed seem to indicate a deeper integration. This is the interesting bit, Steve. That's me saying that rather than Polygon. Um, (laughs) The Xbox app will also offer Xbox Cloud Gaming for those who subscribe to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Cloud streaming is not included in the cheaper PC-only or console-only tiers of the service. The integration will allow people to play the highest fidelity games on all PCs, Bond said, Uh, and then in brackets, Xbox Cloud Gaming is currently available on PC but only through a web browser. That's interesting, Ste. Isn't it?
0: That is interesting. Now, is this another nail in the coffin of the Xbox as a hardware device?
1: Well, Microsoft has continued to state that it is interested in the hardware business, but you're right. This will give everybody, like anybody who runs a PC, providing that they're... uh, that their computer meets the uh, minimum specifications will be running Windows 11. And having that button built in, if you are a subscriber and then able to play Xbox Series games. So they've just started, um, I think I read this week, uh, they've just started um, offering Xbox Series Cloud Blades. So these are these virtual... Uh, pieces of hardware that you stream your games from. So it will be the Xbox Series versions of games, potentially, running on any PC.
0: Well, that is super exciting. It means that we can all stop refreshing the internet trying to buy our uh, next generation consoles because we'll have them. I saw that the other bit of uh, Windows 11 news was that it's going to have Android support built into it. So you'll be able to run Android games on there. Uh, Big news for both of us, because that means surely that means Bangman is coming yep. to PCs near you.
1: We can exclusively reveal that, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's been removed from the uh, Google <laughs> Play Store due to the fact that it hasn't been updated in ages, and I think breaks some sort of policy. So, um, but yeah, sure, you know, let's uh, let's do it. Um, that um, that Android integration does seem a bit weird. There's some confusion about whether. Um, it's going to be easy to do, or oh, sorry, straightforward. Um, so the thing with Android is that you could always sideload stuff anyway. But um, it appears that there's some sort of Amazon integration in terms of the Android app delivery uh, natively. But if you want to put, if but if you want to put Bangman on it, Steve, tell you what, I'll slip you an APK. <laughs> you worry about that.
0: Uh, I'm going to piggyback on that news story with another bit of Microsoft news. Uh, also from Gamasutra. This is by Chris Kerr. Uh, Microsoft. Uh, the headline which is a little bit snarky, is everybody but game devs can earn more on the Microsoft Store starting July 28th. Microsoft has told The Verge a new policy change that allows Microsoft Store developers to keep 100% of the revenue from payments made via their own or third-party systems, which sounds cool, right? So Steam take 30%. How much do Epic take? 12%. 12%. Microsoft... Don't take anything
1: unless,
0: <laughs> unless you're publishing a game, uh, which is unfortunate if you're a game developer. Um, it's an interesting stance, uh, says Gamasutra, given Microsoft recently outlined plans to offer Microsoft Store game developers an 88% revenue share from August the 1st, 2020, uh, which marks a fairly sizable increase on the 70% split. But they're not going the whole hog. Uh so that's a bit bit sad why why do you think they've set games apart from everything else
1: I don't know has has anybody asked them
0: It doesn't make that clear here uh it goes into talk about the revenue on xbox game uh, game systems which isn't coming down to 12% uh because uh ceo satya nadella suggested that higher platform fees make sense on consoles because the hardware itself is being subsidized by microsoft although who knows for how much longer they'll have to do that if they are uh, given the news that you talked about a second ago uh, but no it doesn't it doesn't say here it doesn't I mean, say well, i i guess
1: th- um the other question though is that it relates to the uh, Apple Epic court case where mm. they were trying to define what even is a game. <laughs> so yeah, don't know. Yeah, it does seem nice. odd though, doesn't it? I I I mean
0: I suppose yeah. I suppose the answer would be um the answer to most of these th- these things is because they can and the other uh, game platforms there are taking uh, higher higher splits or similar splits to that. So why would they drop it further? Um, I, I mean, the answer to that would be because if you do it, more people will be inclined to publish on the Microsoft Game Store, and right now they're really not. But I think they see their battleground taking place somewhere else, uh, which, again, relates to the news story that you read out.
1: Hmm. CDPR confirms no new Witcher game to be revealed at WitcherCon, uh, wrote Chris Moyes on Destructoid two days ago. Uh, but there'll still be plenty of franchise updates. As you may have read, CD Projekt Red is teaming up with Netflix in order to present a special live stream next month, entirely based around the fantasy franchise The Witcher. While WitcherCon promises lots of treats and updates pertaining to Geralt and his monster-slaying chums... Fans hoping for a new game reveal should keep expectations in check, as openly stated by the new we- WitcherCon web- website. The July nine presentation will not feature the reveal of a new Witcher game.
0: It's pretty hard going if you're called WitcherCon. Um, what I mean, else are you going to well, do? Well, I mean,
1: again, in that uh, spirit of has anybody asked them? Has anybody asked them why they're doing it? Then are they being <laughs> are they being forced to by someone?
0: Oh, I guess, you know, presumably they've got announcements about The Witcher Netflix Season 2 to come, which people will be happy with. But if you're that invested uh, in The Witcher that you are considering, is it a con you can attend or is it just a virtual thing?
1: I, th- I think it's a virtual thing.
0: Well, so, it was so stand down, cosplayers. There's got to be a certain amount of investment to... Switch on the stream, isn't there? Given all the other stuff you could stream, you know, Mariokey on Twitch, your OnlyFans. Right, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff going on yeah. on the internet. Why am I going to attend WitcherCon if there's no new Witcher?
1: It sounds to me there are only two things going on on the internet, steve That's Mariokey and my <laughs> OnlyFans.
0: You could do. You could do a Geralt in the bath OnlyFans set, couldn't you?
1: Now you're talking. Will the <laughs> webcam lead reach back to the house and up to
0: the bath? <laughs> <laughs> what about your hot tub?
1: Uh, again, yeah, that's down there. Yeah, we're well, still down at the bottom of the garden. It might be quite distant. I imagine well, I was gonna say that people would be disappointed, but actually
0: <laughs> Relief.
1: Uh, seeing me from afar is is the best way to appreciate me, I guarantee you that.
0: How good is your new uh, how good is your new webcam? Maybe we can get Digital Foundry involved. <laughs> maybe zoom and enhance alright I've got a new story from from Eurogamer this is a very much an and finally story uh, Wesley Yinpool writes forget Goldeneye someone has made a Gregs in Far Cry 5 <laughs> Modders do incredible things with the video games we love, he begins. They build expansion-sized add-ons, issue performance fixes, and come up with weird and wonderful ways to extend the life of games long since left behind by their original creators. And then there's this, a Gregs in Far Cry 5. Edinburgh-based artist Mojo Swaptops. Yeah. Uh, it's a good name recreated our nation's sandwich shop in fine detail it's got a greg's looking counter flanked by flanked not by fridges stuffed with sparsely filled sandwiches but shelving units packed with fruits the Greg's sign is pretty close though and then there's a couple of pictures of this thing which truthfully does look like a greg's inside what might be far cry 5 have you played far cry 5
1: I have done, yeah. I was very much enjoying it until my progress got reset by my son. I'd, I'd, I'd liberated two out of the three areas.
0: Well, according to Mojo Swap Tops, this took three hours to build in Far Cry 5, which is three hours they'll never get back, Wesley editorialises. Um, looks very impressive. What is the best mod you've played inside a video game, Simon?
1: Oh, I'm generally not big on mods. I did try and um, install uh The GTA Five high def mod recently, and it didn't work. It took me about two hours, and I got no results. And maybe I, you know, I could have got two thirds of the way there to making a Greg's. Given that this has just happened, though, I'm I'm imagining. I mean, it's been a long pandemic, isn't it? Well, well, I, like, and, and and presumably Johnny Swap Tops <laughs> had had done everything else. Is that is that right? It's,
0: Thanks for asking that. Uh, Wesley goes on to say, I'm afraid I'd to report I've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole in Mojo Swaptop's U- YouTube channel. Here's a Tesco car park in Far Cry 5. <laughs> yes, it's on fire. Here's the entire Friends TV set in Far Cry 5. Uh, and here's the Home Alone house. So there we go. Perfect.
1: So there are five things in total to put in Far Cry 5. <laughs> <laughs> and Mojo Swap Tops has done them all. Uh,
0: well, apparently, I'll tell you what though? Apparently, what? Far Cry Five's so, uh, one Far Cry 5's creators, Goldeneye levels, were pulled offline after Ubisoft received a takedown request. Wesley doubts that Gregs will be fussed by this.
1: Right, fair enough. I tell you what, though, three hours work to get a Eurogamer story—that's not a bad. I mean, that isn't a bad use of time for Mojo Swap Tops, is it? So, you know, given that Wesley's dismissive of it. Who's laughing now? You've been all over Mojo Swaptops' YouTube channel. It worked, didn't
0: it? It's now on the radio as well. Thanks, yeah. Mojo. So, sorry, Mr. Swap Tops.
1: I've got one new story, but it's more of a discussion. Maybe we'll come back to it. All right. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Steve. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry.
0: listening to one life left on resonance 104.4 fm it could be that you're listening to it as a podcast available at www.onelifeleft.com as well that's uploaded by our under caretaker phil he'll have left some show notes there which let you know which piece of music we've been listening to on the show and what is coming up later in the show as well we can't tell you that because i'm going to edit it into the show this evening
1: I wonder if I should send him my CV to include as the show notes, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) I mean, I don't know. We should use use our platform, Steve,
0: shouldn't we, to find me a job? Maybe we could stick a QR code on the show cover. We could make it look like one of those little Peely stickers so people, they just want to take a picture of it. um, Yeah, very good. you'd do in 2000 if you were a sticker on the front cover of a magazine know are you are you enjoying the job hunt
1: well i mean I, I the reason i'm able to joke about it is that i do have um ongoing conversation
0: <laughs> of course you do
1: so yeah. it's do. gonna be okay guys so
0: It'll if you okay. if you hear this and you fancy a bit of simon working for you um get in touch because you know by the time it's podcast on wednesday if you listen to the show live on monday you've got a head start by the time it's podcast on wednesday i imagine simon will be a been, Snapped up.
1: Snapped up, yeah. yeah. Good, and you can do that by emailing
0: team at onelifeleft.com. Is it time for the letters?
1: Let's do the letters.
0: Email messages and forward BCC. one life letters. Now, have we had any to our inboxes this week?
1: I can exclusively confirm to you, Steve, that we have.
0: Excellent. Do you want to read that out? Because I've got a couple from hashtag the mailbag on our Discord.
1: Great. Right. Buttery toast, writes Chris Conroy. Dear team and silently stalking guests, two big gaming events for me this week as I finished the graphics card ARG Uh, All-consuming, very distracting, needs the player to join some dubious Discoins to to be in in with a chance to win. 7 out of 10 would not play again, and the Steam version of Forza Horizon 4 was finally given a sensible discount. The stubborn price, presumably designed to the people towards Xbox Game Pass, has only shifted since the next game in the series was announced. But that's fine by me, as this open-world racing Simcade is my comfort food. Low peril, low complexity, configurable challenge level, lovely visuals and seemingly unlimited series of events to choose from make this a game to turn on, tune in, and drop out with. What games do you like to wallow in, huffing around the hollow of a beanbag in your pants like a big old gaming hippo? Your convoluted comparisons correspondent, Chris Conroy. What games do you return to, Stee, just to, just to feel at home?
0: You know, I think um, the best answer for that is... Um the last Zelda game whose name I've briefly forgotten. Breath of the Wild. Thank you. Breath of the Wild. You're welcome. Um Yeah, I, I after getting into that quite deeply, it became really like a comfort game because you could very much pick it up, do a couple of fetch quests, go and find a shrine or pick up some coracleaves, uh and just, you know, dip in and drop out whenever you wanted. And the day I actually thought, oh, you know what, I'll go and beat Ganon and and get rid of some of that weird slime, turn this into a less threatening world. I stopped doing that because once, uh, spoiler warning, switch off for the next 30 seconds if you don't want to know how that game ends. Once you've beaten Ganon, um, nothing changes. You just go back to the moment before you beat Ganon. It doesn't really do anything. And that left me with no real interest in cleaning up the rest of the world which stopped it uh killed it as a comfort game for me
1: well i'm sorry to hear that steve and maybe that um you know someone uh at nintendo will, will be listening and after they finished uh, emailing hr to say get simon to be in charge <laughs> uh they're saying hey well let's let's make breath of the wild two more comfortable for steve mine would be uh freeze on the mobile uh it's a game that you can that you never forget how to play it's always a delight Uh full of personality lovely to look at and to listen to uh and just a very very relaxing way to pass the time
0: you don't have to think about anything do you apart from the numbers Nothing. uh yeah there's, there's a couple of others uh, like that for me as well. There's, um there's uh pixel junk eden which i've been going on about the show for about 10 years now uh and when it was available on my playstation i.e., when i had a playstation i'd sink into that all the time uh just brilliant game to just relax to i think unglet uh which i talked about last week on the show if it was bigger would be that kind of game for me um i, I i'm not saying i want it to be bigger it was absolute pleasure to get through it in under three hours, complete it and put it to bed. But if that was a, I don't know, 20 hour game with hundreds of levels, I'd certainly be treating it like that. Just a nice game to sink into. Okay, uh, we've got a couple of letters on the Discord. Hello team, hello SSG, writes Weasel Spoon. We all know that video games of sports are a variable bunch and that team sports even more so. With the advent of Battle Royale games, has anybody made a convincing one-to-one team sport game? Each game of football played by 22 players who don't get to jump around. Would more players be better? Could 100 fielders are dropped in a cricket pitch make for a fun game? Pip-Pip, Roberts. What do you think, Simon?
1: Well, that's... Have they, have, so you can play FIFA eleven eleven, can't you? Can you? Um, can, can you? Can, why, am I misremembering?
0: Well, don't I invent That game from the past, which was called Libero Grand, yeah, where you played one player on a football pitch all wasn't the time, there? yeah, uh, which is quite an exciting idea.
1: And that and that that mode has existed in FIFA, right. Um, Certainly, when you were playing the journey, you could choose to just be Alex Hunter, which I did, obviously. Of course, um, yeah, and you know that that was fun, but that was you know that wasn't twenty-one other players on the pitch. That was an AI. Uh, yeah, I mean it would be. I mean, I guess racing games, Formula One, will have one-to-one uh, sync with its real-life counterpart, won't it? But it's just difficult to get that many people. Um, around for uh, a certain time plus you can't re- you can never rely on them to stick about you know they might just drop out if it's not going well for them so it's a, it's a, i don't know a
0: difficult thing to get right true I but i do love this basic idea of large scale co-op so you are dropped in on a you know 20 person team or a 100 person team uh, against another 100 person team sounds super fun to me i don't know if there is a game really like that is there I guess let's
1: let's cut this out of the letters pay and then make it. And then then we won't need jobs where we're going. (laughs)
0: Um, Obviously, it would be remiss of us to not reference Tony Gowan and James Parker's uh, Nick Faldo's battle golf at that point. Still in production, as I understand it. Uh, Good news. Last I heard, Tony was befriending all the Nick Faldo's he could find on LinkedIn, which is sort of game development, isn't it? um all right uh dear team and ssg golf related is the new mario golf's time from delivery to simon to simon's ebay the fastest yet are there any upcoming releases that could challenge this love the show that's from uh Morghese. well are you going to be reviewing mario golf later in the show
1: i am uh, so i won't go into specifics about it at the moment but i have to say i you know the older i get the less patient i am with uh any with with the first ten minutes and um uh having uh I well I'll will obviously come on to Mario Golf in a second, but um I I, I was expecting that to be the game that I was gonna be playing for the next few weeks or so. It's not that. It is currently available on, on eBay. Um I wonder if Phil would be so kind as to put the eBay link in the show <laughs> notes so you can still bid on it because I will need the money for that. Um uh, I bought Grifflands, uh, from Clay, uh, a studio, um, that I really do admire. Mark of the Ninja in particular, um, was a game that I thoroughly enjoyed. And this, in my mind, uh, should be right up my street, right? It's a deck builder like those, uh, but with a cyberpunk narrative. Yes, please. Um, and, uh, I started playing it. I don't know. I put maybe 10 minutes into it today. And, uh, there's no, well there was no tutorial um and because it's a deck builder you know the mechanics of which we all understand but it but it's it's in a different has a different premise and there if it needs to call everything something different like it doesn't have attack or strength or defense they're named reputation um arguments etc etc like different things and you're like i don't know what's going on here um and so i turned that off and thought yeah, I'm probably not going to play this again. So don't know. Well, it's, you know, it's a shame that I can't eBay my digital purchases, but that is why I will buy physical wherever I can.
0: I do think that. Talking um, of which, I' oh, sorry, sorry, I do think I don't know if you remember back in the early days of magazines before you and I wrote for them, even you know, back in the, the what? 80s... the uh, Stone
1: Tablet days. Was
0: it Advanced Computer Entertainment ACE that did the um, the graph the predicted interest curve the predicted interest curve uh, that showed that they proposed how your interest in this game would tail off you know maybe it would perk back up after you'd you know discovered something exciting 2 hours in and that was on a um, a log scale as well wasn't it it was very exciting and hard to understand i wonder whether our review section should now come with a you know in addition to the score should have a time to canal or time to ebay <laughs> uh, <laughs> a uh, little rider on the back of their hardware is time to canal software is time to ebay anyway sorry what were you about to say
1: well a, well, a couple of things now uh, to follow up on that i i ended up working with some of the ace guys and i can tell you that they put literally no time into uh <laughs> there was no there was no science behind those um and i think the only time that it was ever justified was a joke that they did on a game that was so bad that that one one of them they dropped it off the bottom of the page for laughs um <laughs> good to know and i forget what i was going to say about the other one but i it, it i can guarantee it won't have been interesting
0: fantastic all right if you have any letters that you want to send into one life left you can do that in two ways firstly you can email team at one dot or secondly you can join our discord which is genuinely quite a funny and interesting place to hang out and has had an effect on the show which i'm about to talk about in the next section uh you can do that by finding the discord link in the show notes and uh, joining us there there's a folder called the mailbag and just post your letter there and it will almost certainly get read out on the show Right, we're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. Resonance, we miss you and we hope to see you in real life very, very, very soon. All restrictions nearly restricted, and that's sorry, all restrictions nearly lifted, Simon.
1: What's the first thing you're going to be doing, Steve?
0: The first thing I'm going to do is. Uh, <laughs> make panicked preparations for the first marioki back which is going to be theoretically on the 23rd of july um we haven't yet announced where that's going to be because we're not exactly sure but theoretically that's going to take place and i hope it goes I hope it goes forward what about you simon uh
1: what are we not allowed to do i went bowling today how was that um well it was odd because you have to bowl in a mask um, <laughs> I will tell you this, though. I absolutely crushed my 12-year-old son and my three-year-old daughter at it, um, both of whom were using bumpers, and one of which was using the ramp. So, <laughs> you know, and I did get... A, I think my score of 125. Not, not the highest ever, but, you know, certainly respectable. I think anything over 100
0: is respectable there. What, okay, did, thank uh, you.
1: what did Dexter get? Dexter got 82.
0: That is... I would say that is the very bottom end of Respectable. I think if I got okay. 82, I think anything below 80 starts to feel a bit weak. I think 82, mm. I would be happy if I got 82. I suspect I would not get 80. Um, okay. Mm.
1: Maybe we should. Maybe that's the first thing we should do, Steve, you and me go bowling.
0: <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to say that I'm in, but I'm definitely not. Um, okay. <laughs> so something happened on the Discord this week. Uh, people actually it. it happened a couple of weeks ago people started talking about MAME because you've been going on about your cabinet your, mm. your arcade cabinet
1: ordered by the way, ordered, it'll be here not next show but the show after
0: now um, the first time this came up I said I am too old to be dealing with MAME, I remember the last time I tried to emulate stuff through MAME and MAME is famously a very purist piece of software it doesn't have Anything built in that allows you to cheat around the basic nature of it, which is here is a dump of a ROM of an arcade board, and we will let you run this as purely like as close to the original as possible. You know, there are no niceties in there. It's a hardcore thing. And that means that it is a pain in the ass to get running. But once you have got it running, you know that you've got something incredibly close to the original. That's the joy of it and also the frustration. So the first time this came up um, on the Discord, I said, I am not dealing with any of this, you know. I think Chris Conroy might have said, there's a certain satisfaction. I think he wrote a letter about it. There's a certain satisfaction in getting all of this running. And I said, nuh-uh, too old for this. No way, mate, I'm out. But then... Someone brought it up on the Discord again. Might have been Chris, thanks to you bringing up your arcade machine last week. And I... I uh, googled my white whale, which is, and I'm sure we've mentioned this on the show before, erotic photo hunt. Mm. Now, for those of you who aren't aware of the game, it's not what it sounds it's not one of those Steam games <laughs> that I definitely don't play that we've talked about on the show before that uh, lead to all kinds of embarrassing recommendations coming up, obviously, when your partner's in the room. Uh, Erotic Photo Hunt is a classic bar top arcade machine. It's spot the difference with uh, slightly naughty photos. Um,
1: Slightly naughty It's sl- only because you've been desensitized <laughs>
0: <laughs> Because of those Steam games <laughs> um, So it's a game that uh, I used to play when I was a journalist uh, Working for Edge We used to play it in a pub in uh, in Bath With all of our friends, with Kieran Gillen And lots of other games journalists at the time and All of our non-gaming journo friends I'm sure you would have come around and played it with us in I did, Hatchets. I remember it fondly And we used to have a lovely little little team squad there working on that. And then that's carried over. We used to play it in San Francisco at GDC uh, in uh, the best dive bar in the world, um, which has now closed down. High Tide had a machine there. But slowly these machines have been dwindling harder and harder to find uh, a working uh, machine. And it's a brilliant collaborative game of Spot the Difference um, because you really have to coordinate. It's got a touchscreen where you can't have two people touching at once because if you do, it takes the midpoint, which will not be where the difference is. And you'll lose a life. Honestly, brilliant, brilliant fun uh, to play and uh, really, really hard to find, impossible to find on eBay. But it turns out now emulated in Maine. Oh, wow. So... I spent about eight hours trying to get this to work last night. And guess what? <laughs> I did. Oh, did
1: you? Yeah, genuinely oh, did.
0: Uh, about th- I started when the Italy-Austria game started. Oh, yeah. Slightly nonchalantly. Unex- unexpected
1: draw. Yeah, unexpected during, uh, during, during draw. Went to item extra item time,
0: is. was still working on it, slightly less nonchalantly, like, okay, this exists, maybe I can get it working. 2 a.m. last night. Eventually got it running, and when it booted wow. up, genuinely super excited. Had to uh, flick it into light gun support for the touchscreen. Uh, okay, but it works it works perfectly. Erotic mystery phrase works as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: what well, are they? Are they phrases that that are classed
0: as erotic? Yeah, they can be anything, Simon. Like they can like, be like what a sexy thing, a sexy person. Or, or I, just I a sexy any... phrase. What is a sexy thing? Well, I'm not going to tell you, but I'll post some of the screenshots on the Discord. I will mark them as spoilers, so in case you don't want to see okay. not safe for yeah. work material, you don't have to. Anyway, I found this thing and got it working. And uh, this obviously leads to the next phase of this, which is, well, obviously now I've got to build a touchscreen arcade machine. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, what are you running it on at the moment, then? So I was just running it on my Mac. Um, so it, it uses essentially a mouse to, to as, as touchscreen, which isn't the way the game is intended to play, be played. So, yeah, start of a new journey, and I will keep well everyone done. updated well done. on that.
1: Um, ha- hey, how, how about... How about... Because uh, main runs on Android, you could run it on an
0: Android tablet, right? Mm, but this is emulating a PC, a 486DX, uh, and okay. it is... Reddit wisdom that a uh, low-powered device will not be able to emulate this software, so oh, it may so require a PC. It
1: Takes a lot of processing power to be that sexy, doesn't it? <laughs> it
0: does. It does. Wow! It does. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. Found one of the uh, one of my one of my most well, sought-after games. While you're
1: while you're doing that, and apologies for hijacking the show for my own technical support. The thing I want is. A touchscreen video jukebox like you used to get in pubs, right? Mm. Where you could just scroll through and access to a you know to a, a digital library or even just a front end for Spotify. I cannot find how to do that um or how to make one. Just a, a touchscreen Android or Windows PC tablet, you can hang on a wall and just do that. Do you know and what? A, put a, put a playlist in. Maybe
0: this cetera, is the project. So what about if I build a jukebox and it just looks like a standard normal jukebox but if you select oh. a special track on there
1: a sexy song sexy song <laughs> boots you
0: straight into the world of naughty games
1: excellent All right. i'm
0: looking forward to this steve i'm also I'm go looking to bed forward now. to talking about this again and then never doing it shall we get on with the reviews Good.
1: let's do that
0: Right. Uh, what have you been playing, Simon? Well, we know, don't we? Well,
1: we do. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, um, which I was excited about. Now, I know the Mario Tennis Aces split opinion when it was launched a couple of years ago. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I finished the uh, the adventure mode. I played a few online weekly uh, tournaments and had a good time. Now, sure... Um, I think it was Rami at the time mentioned that uh, it was a very, you know it, it it wasn't a tennis game it was a fighting game disguised as a sports game but even so I thought it was fun challenging interesting funny um what have you now Mario Golf comes along um again I've enjoyed games uh Mario Golf games in the past and so I was excited about this you know that Mario sports themed twist um was going to keep me going uh particularly when I I don't have a job so uh that was what I was going to be doing now um got it Uh, very very close to sending an email to the game collection who i ordered it from 41 pound 95 i think it cost me in the end um because it it turned up at five o'clock on friday now you know i order from them i'll be honest with you because i hope they're going to send it me early what i do not expect is to spend release day worrying about whether it's going to turn up or not anyway did uh posty dropped it off i fired it up um, I went straight into the golf mode. So it's got an adventure thing, uh, story mode, um, which uh, people on the internet seem not to like. I thought, no, cool. Let's just start off with the golf. Played four holes, Thought, Simon, you're currently playing on and off everybody's golf on the Vita. That is brilliant. This is not. Uh, it's not as good as that. Why are you going to continue this? To eBay. <laughs> um, to eBay with you. I went straight on eBay um and uh, current bids are 21 pounds at the moment i expect it probably go for about 30-60 um Next Saturday. But, yeah, uh, so, you you know, obviously that sort of argument doesn't hold water, right? Because you would never play any other games if they weren't as good as previous ones. But in a genre where I'm already playing a golf game, and, you know, I'm already... Yeah, there was just something about it, something about the way you select your shots, something about the way the camera moved in the overhead thing. I I, I just didn't feel... It wasn't everybody's golf. Well... And that's... So I saw... That's where I'm going to stay.
0: Friend of the show, Rodney, on... Twitter talking about this Um, and he said that it's full of some really ugly moments just very very crude transitions between scenes and just uh, moments in the music as well I think he said that just feel very very almost careless just crude abrupt things and I think that stuff matters like so Mm. much because it makes you feel the love and genuinely I, I noticed a lot of those moments missing in Mario Tennis as well um, I think uh, I think it was Tony Gowland on our Discord who said that it feels like it's from their B-team, uh, Nintendo's B-team. Right. Um, in that, you know, it's fun. There's some fun, cool stuff in there. But it's going to leave you feeling a bit empty, which, again, is what I felt about tennis. You didn't, uh, which is why it split us. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, didn't, I was very tempted to go in for golf because I like golf and I like... Theoretically, Nintendo doing golf, but I'm glad I didn't now, and I will not be bidding on your eBay. Um, hmm.
1: I won't be listing any of these flaws in the description.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right. We are we are
0: sailing close to the wind. Okay, on, crack so on. I played five games, and I'm just going to pick three of them just briefly to talk about instead. A uh, cruelty squad an FPS that's taken off on Steam um it is very very weird couldn't get past the first bit I was genuinely intrigued it looks super super interesting um but I found it bewildering seven out of ten I'm probably going to go back to it but it doesn't have gamepad support which means it's hard for me to play um on my PC uh Minute of Islands is a platform adventure which with beautiful beautiful uh, cartoon imagery um I played it for a bit and then realised this was a story-based, non-challenging uh, platform game. I went to the Steam reviews and someone, read, someone wrote a review which said, listen, this is a great cartoon and I think a very boring game. And I concur with that, 7 out of 10. The game I discovered on my own, uh, which wasn't recommended to me by Steam, but found on Steam Trailers in 6 seconds, was a game called Fossil Corner. A gentle game where you collect fossils, you get a package of fossils sent to you, you open this package and then you have to sort through them. Now I thought this was going to be a straight up clicker game where you opened them up, found valuable fossils, sent some of them back and then got bigger boxes and so on. It's not, it's actually a puzzle game disguised as that a bit. Um, You have to arrange the fossils in order of evolution. I found that part really satisfying and really clever. That game mechanic is brilliant. I found the delivery of the game mechanic quite poor. Um, It's really hard to see the differences between some of these fossils, and therefore the logic is obscured by you trying to discern what the differences are. Maybe that's part of the game, I don't know. That is part of what being a fossil analyst is like, but I didn't enjoy it. The other problem is the UI and the UX is appalling. Uh, Moving between the screens um, of understanding the emails you're getting sorting the fossils going to your desk decorating things reading emails dragging photos into the all of these interactions are theoretically nice but the way they are sorted so frustrating led me to clicking on the wrong parts of the screen and the wrong buttons so many times that i had to give up and had to walk away from a game that fundamentally the core of i was really enjoying um seven out of ten Good stuff. I think we're I think we're right up against this Steve. We are. Um so I'm gonna talk about Phantom Abyss on the show next week, but I have strong feelings about that as well. Super interesting. Okay. Good. Uh thank you, Simon. That was super fun. As always. Cheers. Uh we will see you all in a week's time. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. 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 goodbye.